It's the Imperial Podcast with Andrew and Eric. Let's talk beer that we're drinking right now just to get things going. 8.5%. That's right in the in the fun zone. All right. Cheers, my friend. Game on. Cheers. Cheers to go. more beers. It's been a little bit. We've had a busy few weeks. We haven't recorded in a few, yeah. so it's good to be hanging out with you again. Yeah, see if we can remember how to do this. And I'm using my um, team-issued Stanley oh, Imperial Podcast mug. Yeah. Um, yeah, that looks good on screen. It feels good in my hand, and it's kept this beverage very cold while we <laughs> shot the shit for about 45 minutes before we started here. <laughs> I'm going to say it feels good in my mouth. Yeah. It's going to be what different. You, what are you drinking? I am drinking, I don't know if I've said this one on here before, it is called Nature Calls. I feel like from we moved past you saying, it feels good in my mouth. Yeah, we just flew right yeah, past it. That's fine, we got it. Uh, Anyways. It's called Nature Calls, it's from Tin Barrel, and it is, they call it a mountain IPA. Okay. Which, the way they describe this beer is the combination of east coast and west coast ipas and okay. meat in the mountains okay so it's got some piney notes like piney yeah resiny notes in there and then it's also pretty got a little bit of fruit character as well that's fun and uh i'm digging it i i highly recommend it it's a 6.5 abv and it's a uh, real good real it's refreshing it would be a great camping beer so nature calls Ten Barrel. There you go. Uh, one of the best tours I've ever been on, Ten Barrel. Mm. I would love to do that sometime. I left with a, a literal case of beer for free. Like, that's that's a pretty, uh, that's probably worth your time. Yeah. we. The you tour, made money on that. Tour was about an hour. Free tour. Just had to make an appointment. Free tour. Left with 24 cans of... Uh, the cucumber crush. Oh, those are expensive too. They, they like to. Like, Do you guys like sours? And I was like, yeah. And then they just gave us a case of it. And I was like, wow. That's one of my favorites. That's one of my favorites, yeah. especially right about now through summer. Oh. It is a. Poof, that's Delightful. a good one. Delightful. Great branding. I love the look of all the ten barrel stuff. Just everything's yeah. just very clean. White cans, white packaging, yep. gray or black letters, just super basic. Yep. They're crushing it. Bend. Yep. Another Bend brewery. Crushing it. Love it. Right on. Uh, I'm drinking a little outside of my comfort zone tonight. Uh, That's a great name for a beer. Yeah. Outside my comfort zone? Yeah. It's right Dibs. In the, right in the fun <laughs> zone. <laughs> Dibs. Uh, this is uh, uh, Velasa Hopter from, from Ninkasi. I was just going to say, I feel like I've had that before, and I, yep, that's where I was, that's where I was headed. Yeah, I got this as a gift uh, from my brother. It's a gigantic can. Yeah. It's uh, a 19-ounce can, which I didn't even know yeah. existed. Um. Pretty solid, just kind of, I, I mean, I would say kind of traditional IPA, but very hop forward, 
uh, however, not bitter hops. Uh, hmm. Like, I feel like the hop flavor is like on my teeth, which is a weird way to describe a beer. But uh, IBUs are, are coming in at 50, uh, 6.6%. Tastes oh. delicious. I, I don't really know that much about Ninkasi, uh, mo- mostly because I'm afraid of it, because everything they do is just so, like, it just looks so extreme that yeah. I rarely uh, buy it. I like... Oh, you should get into it. Well, I like... I like I'm like i familiar with a few things. I'm familiar with, like, um, Dawn of the Red. Yeah. Um, I'm familiar with... Um, Made in the Shade. I'm familiar with Made in the Shade. Very good. That's the peach beer. Well, they make a a standard in this last, I think it's just this last year, maybe the last two years, they've done a peach version of it also. Okay. I know the peach one. And then I know um, Tricera Hops. Yeah. That's another one. Uh, But other than that, I don't know much about Nkasi. Tricera Hops is the, I think that's their triple IPA. That makes sense. Either That's double or triple, name. whatever. Um, but then they also, so their more standard is Total Domination. That's, That's like their right. flagship. Okay, I've had that. And that is a that is a incredibly solid IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, what Ninkasi does really good is they don't pull any punches on flavor. Like it, it's, you're going to get a... You're going to get your taste buds riled up when you're drinking Ninkasi, which yeah. I I kind of appreciate. Um, I think this is interesting. We were just talking about this before the before we started recording. In my mind, and this, who knows, this may offend people. I don't know. I don't know why it would offend people. But I feel like Ninkasi is the West Coast version of Evil Twin. Oh, interesting. Evil Twin has probably a much broader variety of beers. Yeah. Um, But as far as flavor profiles and the the aggressive nature that they brew with, I feel like they're pretty on the same playing field. Right. Interesting. Yeah, it seems like, I mean, I don't, again, I just, you know, like I said, I don't really know much about them, but... I know that it seems like they're kind of purposefully being like, we're going to be really intense. Everything's going to yeah. be pretty, yep. pretty dramatic. Uh, yep. which this, this beer, uh, Velasa Hopter is no different. It is yeah. the 19 ounce can. It's going to take some muscle for me to put this down. Don't yeah, worry. For sure. I flex those muscles pretty often, so it's not going to be a problem, <laughs> but it is like, it's, 10, 10 o'clock right now at night and I'm like this beer yeah. is pretty it's pretty pretty strong <laughs> let's go uh mm. yep real nice though all right so we're back we're recording we're doing this thing we're yeah. gonna keep moving here in our uh learn how to drink beer series <laughs> I feel like I call it something different <laughs> every episode <laughs> Uh, but we've worked through a few genres uh, of beers that you will see if you're out and about and you're confused or interested in different beer styles. Um, you know, we've covered we covered lager pilsner, we covered amber, we covered wheat beers, and 
the only practical next step, I think, is to cover session beer. I think that's, I like it because I, if we get too far forward, I feel like we'll have missed, we'll have missed a good opportunity for us. I think this is good. Yeah. Eventually we're going to start getting into like IPAs and stuff and that's going to take, that's going to take weeks. But. Right. Session beer uh, is, is a really, really interesting genre or style because. It is, it's the like least parameters on anything in the style guide. So the official blah, 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 who cares, beer style guide, uh, there's 99 styles. And most of them are really, really specific. Like beers can fall into this pinpoint, you know, is it a porter? Or is it an American porter? Or is right. it, uh, you know, they can get really specific about regions and and the ingredients really matter and the color really matters and the bitterness really matters and the ABV really matters. But Session is this no man's land where anything can happen. The only requirement for a Session beer is that it's 5% ABV or lower. Yep. So... The theory behind session beers is that it is the flavor profile of any other style, but with a lower uh, a lower ABV, and yep. basically, I don't want to say diluted because it's not diluted, but reduced quantity of ingredients. So you're getting the same flavor profiles, but in a for lack of a better term, watered-down version well, for, yeah, the, the, for the sake of drinking more. Right. So the the idea is this is a, a beer that you're going to drink, like, 4th of July. It's coming up a little bit. And you could drink session beers all day long. Yep. And that's kind of the, the intent of the beer is like, hey, there's events and there's things that – there's just days that you're going to be drinking a lot. Yep. Uh, and if you're drinking 7.5% – IPAs, you're gonna, your day's gonna go south pretty quickly. Yeah, you're gonna uh, miss the fireworks so, show. Yeah, yeah. So, it's a uh, the the way that, I mean, this is just to get into the science for just a second. Get into the way it. that you, yeah, the way that you turn down the ABV is you don't have as many grains <clears throat> for the yeast to make into alcohol. Yep. So. Um, it's not because they're trying to, you know, like you said, dilute the flavor profile. And honestly, a lot of a lot of the session beers, it's not much different. I, I mean, really, it's not that much different than some other brews that aren't trying to be session beers. Yep. Depending on the on the brewery, but. Yep. Um. So, what what are your session beers? What do you go with? Well, I, I this isn't really a thing that I do very often. Um, if I'm in a situation, I mean, I, I'm not against it by any means. I'm just not well-versed necessarily. There's yeah. a few that come to mind. Uh, my my kind of go-to, if I'm like, I'm going to, I don't know, if somebody says, what's your favorite session? The first beer I say is session from Full Sail. Right. And we're going right. to talk about that more in detail. Um, 
But I'll give a, a quick shout out to Easy Jack IPA from Firestone Walker. Uh, shout out to Scott Weller. That's his hometown brewery. And he's a diehard and a listener. Hey, Scott. The, uh, hey, the- Scott. Hey, hold on. Pause. To all of our listeners out there, I don't know if you made it through what episode you've made it through or not. There is a recent episode that just, for us right now when we're recording, it just aired. And at the very end of the episode, we said if anyone just emails us, like you don't have to say anything nice. You don't have to say a secret password. You just email us, imperialpodcasters at gmail.com. We will send you free beer. Yeah. Like we'll find a way to get you beer. I checked. So far, no emails. So wow, the game is still on. Come Someone's on, Scott. Gonna win. Carson, come on, <laughs> somebody. That's hilarious. Uh, anybody? Anyway, sorry. Anyways, Scott's into it. He's a great dude, and he's been giving me. He's a professional uh, uh, videographer, cinematographer. Ooh. Forgive me, Scott. He makes videos. And he's really, really good at it. And so he's been giving me some, like, tips about audio quality. So he's been really helpful. Uh, Anyways, he's a Firestone guy. He kind of introduced me to Firestone. I knew that they existed because of Velvet Merlot. Oh, yeah. That's the only other beer of theirs. Velvet. Velvet Merkin? Velvet something. Merlin. Uh, Merkin? Yeah. I'm going to look it up. Look it up. Uh, But it's really good. And there's a... uh, uh, there's a, a spot in town here in Spokane that that pretty consistently has it on nitro, and Ooh, so I've I had like it there nitro. a bunch of times. Um, and then obviously I'm familiar with 808, their their kind of go to flagship beer. But um, Easy Jack IPA from Firestone is all of the flavor of an IPA. I mean, it is. You would never know that it's a session. It is full bodied, tons of hop profile. Bitter, sweet, citrusy. It's it's killer, but comes in at that four and a half percent ABV, which allows you to drink a six pack of them in an afternoon. Right. Where if you drank, you know, if you drank a regular IPA that was like six and a half percent, seven percent, you're drinking yeah. that all day. Six pack in a few hours, you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be cruising for a bruising. But it's just yeah. super citrusy, but still has that like backbone of malt that you're looking for in an IPA. Um, Kind of that, I I would say it's that kind of beer where after a few, you don't feel full, but it still has the full body flavor that you're looking for. Yeah. But you can have two or three or four or five or six or whatever in, in a day. And you're not feeling like, Oh my gosh, I need a Gatorade right now. Right. It's totally crushable and delicious. Yeah. Out of San Pavlofisto, California. <laughs> I don't know. Paso Robles, I think. It's called uh, Paso Fisto, California. It's my favorite thing that you say. Because uh, you haven't said it yet. Um, I think... Oh, Velvet Merkin. That was correct. You first right. round. Yep. What did I say? I, Velvet Merlot? I thought it was a wine. Yeah, that's what you started with. <laughs> Although that sounds, they should, if anyone from Firestone Walker is listening, that would be a fantastic uh, age, the Velvet Merkin, 
in Merlot barrels. Wow. Do that and then call it Velvet Merlot. Let's Maybe write that down. Something. I'm going to write that down. Um, what about you? When you cool. think of session, what do you think? So I'm going to go with the kind of my secondary and then we'll jump into full sale because that's my primary. Yeah, yeah. Um, the one that I've been drinking more in the last year uh, and, and they had these in like an 18 pack and I think I bought it a couple times uh, is the Founders All Day IPA. Great. It's just um, it's just solid and it's again that <laughs> well there was a game that I used to play with um, with one of our mutual friends Corey and we would add up so each beer that you drink in the night or in the day you would just add up and tally up the ABV yeah just to see what number you would end up with see where you're at yeah so what these session beers would allow you to do is not flame out too fast correct so I don't know if you want to (laughs) <laughs> I'm <laughs> never mind. We're That's not gonna go game. in and drink. It is a pretty fun game, but it's also one it's all about pacing. That's a it's a pacing game. because <laughs> uh, you can't you go too too quick, too fast, you're like, I'm gonna drink this ten percent or get ten points right now. Uh you're gonna you're gonna feel it later. That's funny. Founders is um I mean, the only really two beers I know from them are All Day IPA and Dirty Bastard, which is their Scotch Ale. Yeah. Yeah. And they're... um, They've got some others. They're like Ohio, or uh, they're over there. They're Great Lakes, right? uh, Maybe it's like... uh, I thought they were Cincinnati, or... I could be wrong. I feel like they're in that part of the country that's just cold all the time, and so they have to have like big flavorful beers so that they can they can forget that it's terrible weather i don't i'm not Um, really familiar with them though i'm i'm really familiar with dirty bastard because it's everywhere uh they're in michigan so they've got i think grand rapids is their primary and then they have also got in detroit yeah that's that's those are people that live by lakes and it's cold yep um let's run through just for fun i think it's good when we mention I'm trying to see if there's any other. Um, I've tried that. I've tried that. So there's a breakfast stout that's pretty solid. Um, there's stout. a porter. Is it? An, it oh, I can't picture it. There's a baby. There's a baby on the bottle eating. 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 Like with a spoon. Oh. It's kind of interesting. Uh, they have a porter. They just call it a robust porter. Okay. Um, I've definitely had the breakfast out. I think I've had the porter, had Dirty Bastard. Dirty Bastard is um, a Scotch ale, right? I think so. Um, there's a rye IPA. Rubius, I think. I don't know if that's how you say it. R-U-B-A-E. But the A-E is like the connected A-E. Very confusing to me. U-S. Yeah, I don't know. Rubius. I think that's like a fruit fruited sour, and I think I've had that before. It's decent. Nice. Um, KBS. So that's the Kentucky Breakfast Stout. They have a, a few in that line, I believe. Wow. 
Yeah, so that's a little bit about founders. Anyway, that's cool. Michigan, Michigan has a legit, like a legit beer scene that I feel like up here in the Northwest we don't know about it or give it enough credit. But I have, for sure, uh, I have two buddies who grew up in different parts of Michigan. One northern, one a little more southern, and they both just rave about the beer scene there. And they they compare it a lot to living here in the Northwest. I was just like, I couldn't even tell you. I guess I understand founders, but I couldn't tell you another brewery from Detroit. I bet if we Googled, we'd probably find a couple that we were at yeah. least semi-familiar with. Heard of. That would be an interesting, we could put a pin in that, go through state by state, like which <laughs> which states are, have some, have some, have a, have a decent brewery scene. I'm writing and it which down. Which one's. Which ones don't? I like where your head's I at. I feel like I like I like the idea of offending a lot of people and just being like, "Man, Arkansas sucks yeah. when it comes to beer," and yeah. then realize, "Oh wait, there's a bunch of good beer there." Yeah, I'm sure there is. Yeah, we'll just skip. Probably. Oregon. Who cares about Oregon, right? They gotta drink something. Um. All right. So let's head into full sale. Full sale. Uh, the reason why both of us immediately. Like that's our go-to when it comes to session beers is because they've been doing it forever. Um, you may or may not recognize it's the it's the red stubby bottle that just says session on it. Um, that's kind of their their uh, first one. They it's interesting instead of just having session under the full sale label and having it look and feel the same as all their other beers, they actually split it off and had it as like a separate. Um, a separate arm of of their brewery and so it is it's different um they do all the stubby bottles for their session beers and now they've expanded so the first one is just a lager um that's the red labeled one and it's real solid i think how many how many gold medals did you say it's one it's so many uh you said like 20, 27 20, or 28 28 gold medals globally Yikes! So for a single beer to to win, I mean, there's 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 a handful of uh, and I mean, handful is probably an exaggeration. There's a couple beer awards that you can win globally that yeah. mean something, yeah. and right. uh, you know, there's tons of beer competitions and that kind of stuff. But for a for a brand for for a brewery to mention that they won medals at something. It's one right. of the big dogs, and yeah. out of those big dogs, uh, Session Premium Lager from Full Sail has won 28 golds, which means it's the best. <laughs> it's, it's the one, best it won, Session. It won them all. It's, it's like very, the, very It's good. the Michael Phelps of, yes. <laughs> of beers. Yes. <laughs> it is the gigantic. That's interesting. How many gold medals does he have? gigantic back muscle of beers. Um, so the fun thing about Session lately, within the last, I don't know, handful of years, is they actually expanded from just the Session Lager um, they added, I think the next one that I remember seeing was Session Fest. Mm-hmm. So it comes out, it's seasonal, it comes out during Christmas. It's a green bottle with red letters, Fest. Um, I really dig that one. I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, 
and and then shortly thereafter they started to they realized that was a good idea so they did a session dark uh they did a session ipa i think there's a session i think they just call it cerveza it's like a Mm -hmm. mexican style lager um i don't i think there might be one more i'm not positive there's a watermelon something i believe yeah they've added that which is um but it's wild the the session thing is really really fun i think because they they do a few things differently i mean full sale i have the utmost respect for because i love hood river and full sale full sale created the beer scene in hood river can we pause for a second yeah i just blew my own mind the i just compared session lager to the michael phelps of beers don't and i want it well because he's won a ton of gold medals i know and in my mind i'm like i'm i'm pretty sure it's real close to that it's 28 he said uh 28 medals you're kidding i don't know if i don't know if they're on gold though but he's won 28 medals wow the first thing that popped up that's wild we should end the podcast it's crazy anyway so it'll be it'll be terrible I, when everyone finds out that he was doing steroids the whole time anyways <laughs> uh that is pretty fun if you go to full sale or if you go to hood river i should say uh there's it, it can the town can be really confusing because there's nobody there and there's all these like awesome like premium uh i I don't know if i should say global because i don't know for sure but for sure nationally known breweries yeah and full sale is the godfather of all of those places except for free uh and and i think that it's weird because for me i'm way more familiar with session than i am with any of the other full sale beers yeah i very rarely and I mean, basically never buy full <laughs> sale beer. Not because it's not good. It's fine. But Session, they've created this thing where, like, I will buy a 12-pack of Session, and yeah. it it's crushable. It's so delicious. The stubby bottles are fun, which a stubby bottle, yep. if you don't know, is, is a... It's like an old cough syrup bottle. Is the only like thing I could short, like, short and fat. Yeah, so it's it's eleven ounce. It's an eleven ounce glass bottle instead of a twelve ounce bottle. Yeah, and it's but it's like the size and shape of a can, like a twelve ounce can of beer, rather than your traditional kind of long neck beer bottle. So it's just yeah. it's just unique and cool. Under the caps, there's either rock paper or yeah. scissor. Yeah, that's fun. Which is a fun little twist that they threw in there, like. If two people open a, a session at the same time, you can play rock, paper, scissor with the caps. Yep. Stupid, but fun. Yep. I think they're twist-offs, too. Yeah. I think. That would make sense. Um, no, they're great. And I would I would agree. I drink more session beers than I do full sale, for sure. Um, yeah. I think I like... Full sale, they're 
their prices have gone up a bit since I started going there. And so I would rather go, if I'm going through Hood River, I'd rather go to Double Mountain or, or if I'm going to pay more money, I'd rather go to Frame. Sure. Uh, and then there's also Ferment is down there too now. Or if you want to take a few extra minutes, you can go across the river uh, and go to, uh, whatchamacallit? Everybody's. Everybody's Brewing. Yep, that's fantastic. Yep. Hood River is the best. Yep. If I could talk my wife into moving there, that's where I'd live. I love there, it. There's is so there a golf course there, though? Uh, I have never played golf there, but it is the United States of America, so I would assume there is a golf course there. <laughs> I, would, I would assume it'd be around somewhere. Yeah, there's got to be something. Uh, it's amazing there. Uh, cool. You feel good about that? That's session. If you're if you're in the if you're in the business of, I'm going to Fourth of July is the perfect example. But if you're mm-hmm. like I'm going to a thing where we're going to be here for many hours and I want to drink beer yep. the whole time, you should find a session. Yep. Camping, it's great. Camping is great. And if you're like I I want to drink something that's got more flavor than, uh, something with a bigger profile than than a rolling rock or a PBR or something. Right. Nothing, not, there's nothing wrong with those beers. But if you're like, I want something a little bigger than that, but yeah. with a lo- little lower ABV so that I can have a handful of them and not be so not be sauced. Excuse me. That's, that's the way to go is to find a good session and you can find a session in any style of beer that you enjoy. Yeah. We were talking about this earlier. We like a couple years back, the rise of session beers, it was like super, super duper trendy for just a hot second. Mm-hmm. Like all of all of a sudden, all of the breweries were coming out with a session beer. And I feel like that's kind of given way to the low calorie beers now where that's like the hot thing. But uh, it is, I'm sh- there's a bunch of them out there and they're great. Give them a shot. Don't be afraid. Try it out. Right on. All right. right. I, I heard you crack another one. What are you going into? Um, I found a rogue sampler pack at Costco recently. Um, so this is the rogue brewing Newport days, D a Z E to hazy mm. pale ale. Um, it says dedicated to days on the beach. Come on. And it is, let's see. It's a 5.5% alcohol, 35 IBUs. Yes, sir. 12.2 SRM. And I don't I don't even know what that is. That's you know color, SRM right? Is? That's what I thought, but I wasn't positive. I think that that's this is, the, the color. This is the, uh, the description. The morning after a long night, we like to hit the beach for some R&R. Newport Days Hazy Pale Ale is the perfect day sipper for such an occasion, featuring mouth-watering tangerine and peach notes from the hops and finishing slightly sweet. It's an easy, mellow brew to get you through. Wow. Yeah, so let's see. Let's see how she does. Good for you. You know, uh, I signed a piece of paper one time that said, if rogue beer is available, I will drink it. (laughs) As a rogue citizen. I think the uh, the SRM thing is like a zero to a hundred scale, 
zero being water, one being motor oil. I feel like or, you're excuse right. Me, zero being water, a hundred being motor oil. Yeah. So like most beer floats between like twenty and fifty, and like yeah. really dark beer floats between fifty and a hundred. And they said that's 12... what. <clears throat> excuse me. This is twelve point two. Twelve. Yeah. So that makes sense to me. Yeah. It's a. Uh... Let's give it. Let's give it a go. Go for it. I'm still working on uh, Velocihopter here, and we'll see if I get. <laughs> It's taking my butt. <laughs> uh, this is this is good. It's good. It's not. It is not as uh, potent, shall I say, as the nature calls from Tin Barrel. Yeah, it's a little bit tame. Are you getting all that fruit that they described? That's an interesting style to be explained with fruit flavors. Yeah, I can. I feel like I can. I guess I get the tangerine and the peach. Interesting. Um, it does feel... On taste alone, I would assume that this is a session beer. That's funny that we were just talking about it. It's uh, close. What did you say, the ABV? It's five, close. It's 5.5, five five, five so it's, yeah. it's close, but it's not quite there. Uh, but yeah. Delightful. Uh, yeah, it's good. I'll... Uh... I'm going to need a few more minutes before I crack another one here, but we can move on. Sure. We've talked about beer. It's time to talk about something else. Um, let's talk about weddings. Dum, dum, dum. Let's do it. Um, the most expensive thing that you don't need to do. Get married? Well, I mean, getting married's fine. Getting married, <laughs> getting married's free. Uh, not my marriage. Um, it's that okay, I'm my dumb. wife isn't listening. So, yeah. Uh, no one tell her. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love my wife. It is my, my marriage is one of the favorite things in my life, and yep. if that's always my hope for everybody. Everybody I talk to and try to help along the way, that's always the, like, if you can get your marriage to be one of your favorite things in your life, the rest of your life will go way better. Yeah, write a book. Way better. If you figured that out. Um, what do you know about weddings? Well, you know, I've only had one. Thank God. <laughs> uh, I thought it would be fun for us to start with and we'll see where time takes us. Like we've said before, this podcast is not very planned out. But I think that we should start with telling some stories from our weddings. Okay. Whether it be the process of planning a wedding, the realization for me, at least, the process of planning a wedding was a Big eye-opener that I had no money. <laughs> I was like, I'm doing pretty good. I have a full-time job. I'm an adult. I make minimum wage. And then they were like, to have your wedding here, it costs $15,000. And I was like, what is money? Uh, so I thought it would be fun for us to to kick around. I'm, I'm sure you've got some stories in there of your wedding day and or wedding process. Yeah. 
And I I got a few in the chamber as well. So let's start there. Okay. Um, My wedding was delightful. Uh, It is still to... So I've done... I have performed, I think, about 22. I want to say 22 different weddings. Performed? Performed. uh, Officiated. Officiated. Okay, gotcha. Just want to make sure I understood what we were talking about. Well, it's a a performance. That's every time. Yes. Let's let's be clear. Uh, And I still say that my wedding is my favorite that I've ever been to. Oh, I bet Amy Which, loves that's that. what she does. Um, and that's what I hope for everyone. Because uh, if you like someone else's wedding better than yours, then that's unfortunate. Uh, our wedding, let's see here. We're coming up on 17 years, so. Wow. Mem- yeah, memory's a little bit different at this point. But um, we got married at a golf course. Um. I have a different experience for planning the wedding than you did because my in-laws, Amy is uh, the youngest, well, she only, she has an older sister, and uh, she, they just decided that they're going to make it as easy as possible, so they paid for it. Love that. I definitely do and did love that. Um, so we got married at a golf course. And there is no tension as far as like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that this is costing me this much money. It was just, for us, it was just relaxing and enjoyable. Um, as far as wedding days, I mean, there's a ton of stories in here. I um, We did have a limo to take us from the hole on the course that we were on to the clubhouse. And I remember the limo driver... So it was just for the wedding party, and the limo driver uh, wanted all of us to take our shoes off. What? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you guys can't get grass in my limo. And I was so like, I mean, it's my wedding, so I don't really care what anyone's saying. I'm just like, what are you talking about? I don't, you're crazy. And uh, very quickly, I'm not sure who talked to him, but he stopped using words at that point. And he's, he just decided to go along with the program. Probably a good move for him. Yeah. Um, if he wanted to get paid, he worked for you. Yeah. Um, so that was a fun memory. Um, I think I've talked before of after the wedding that we got semi lot, not lost. I just, had to pull over and reconfirm my directions to go to the hotel. Uh, that was pretty fun. I, um, what else? I I did not get to eat my wedding meal. Um, we were too busy making sure that we talked to everybody at our wedding, and in that time, they took away our plate of Oof. food. That's too bad. From what I hear, it was really, really good. Chicken marsala. I still Chicken eat marsala? it. Yeah. What is that? I still. So it's like, it's chicken that has like. Um, marsala sauce. Mu- on it? Mushrooms and marsala sauce, yeah. And okay. usually with mashed potatoes. Okay. It's like a savory. It's real nice, real I good. Eat any of that. Um, 
trying to think what I mean there wasn't our wedding was great um we were leaving Southern California we were moving up to Clarkston Washington great spot and yeah love it everybody down there was kind of have more like so the wedding is in Southern California mm-hmm. where all of our friends are the last you know, a handful of years that we've been down there. We're having a party to not return. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, yay, this is so much fun. We're getting married and we're not going to return. And we probably won't see most of you again. So good. Hope you have a good life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so what an exit. Interesting. Though. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it's been. <laughs> it, I have been back one other time. So one of my buddies got married and I went down there. That was it. Amy's been down, I think, one time also for a wedding, and that was it for her. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty is a great, great evening, great night. We got married out, like I said, outside in the golf course, and it was like ninety something degrees by ten o'clock, and everybody was super sweaty and hot. Um. What else do I remember about my wedding? Did you dance? Uh, we did dance, which that's a big deal. I'm not much of a dancer. I'm not I'm not what one would describe as a dancer. It's not my jam. Uh so uh I did dance. I also will dance at weddings with my wife if she's there. Um, but usually just one song. And it's not a fast song. It's going to be a slow song. Wow. So, yeah. Do you like um, to have romantic moments with your wife? Because dancing is a great way to get those started. I feel like that's a different, that is a different podcast well, topic. You know, if we're talking about weddings, I'll be vulnerable. Weddings are basically a shoe in for me to have romantic time with my wife. It sparks the it sparks the moment. You feel the vibes. You feel the love. Everybody loves each other. But let me tell you, it starts on the dance floor. <laughs> um, that's good. That's good that you've keyed in on that. You're more sophisticated than me, though, because I'm a stinking. Ding dong, so I'm just like go out on the dance floor and bust a move, cut a rug. I'm trying to earn some respect out there. Yeah, I'm just, I don't, I think, uh, well, I know it's a huge, it's, I'm an idiot. This is the problem. Like, it's all, it's all, it's it's stupid insecurity. And this just took a turn. (laughs) Uh, Let's get back to. dancing in front of people because I don't feel like because I don't know how to dance so I dance with my son like we jam Luke and I jam Uh, I care too much about how people think of me that's very that make me that's just you got vulnerable for a second now I I did different vulnerable I love it (laughs) if everybody could see how red my face is you're not alone though a lot of people are that way. I'm the guy at weddings where I'm like, why aren't you out here dancing? And they're like, because I don't dance. I'm like, what do you mean you don't dance? Nobody dances. That's why we're all out here. 
Nobody's good at oh, dancing. Oh, there's people that dance. I want to be good at dancing. That's the problem. If I'm going to do it, I want to be good at it. Yeah. And I see too many people that are not good at it, and I'm like, I have a fear that I would look like that, and I yeah. don't want to look like that because that right. would not get me romantic time later on. Right. Not a time to be drinking sessions. <laughs> You're going to want to go for that something a little yeah, stronger. <laughs> yeah. And the majority of the... The majority of the weddings that I go to, I am officiating, right. so also requires yeah, yeah, yeah. me not to get too crazy. That's a different situation. Um, that's hilarious and amazing. Your wedding sound lovely. I wasn't there because I was 11 years old. Uh, yeah, 2004. Quite. That's not true. Uh, let's see. I was. I don't think you were. I was uh, 12. When you got married. Real close, yeah. You real close to eleven. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, my um, wedding was amazing. My wedding was uh June twenty first, twenty fourteen. Our seven year anniversary is coming up. Uh oh, we've got a decade in between us. Look at us. Look at us go. Um our wedding was per I mean perfect. That's the only way I can describe it. It was fantastic. Our uh, Amy and I live in Spokane, and we do not have a single relative that lives in Spokane. My family all lives south of Spokane in Clarkston. Her whole family lives in Tacoma slash California. And so we decided that we would make everybody travel. Which yeah. was a pretty good move. Um, and I mean that seriously because we decided to spend a little more money and get things like taken care of so that our families could just come to town and hang out rather than yeah. have to, you know, do all the things, which we're really blessed that we got to make that decision because a lot of people don't get to make that decision. Right. And, um, yeah, we, we had an amazing day, and our families, for, I mean, there was tons of people on both sides of our families that were meeting each other for the same, for or for the first time. Yeah. Not our parents, our parents had met, uh, at, our parents had been around each other a handful of times, but, like, the wedding day was the first time my brother ever met Amy's sisters, so, or not the wedding day, but the wedding weekend. Yeah. Uh, so... The wedding so, event. Yeah. So it was cool. Like, it, it, it was cool to, you know, hindsight, we we left our wedding, uh, like, when we were on our way to our honeymoon was the first time. Amy and I are both very independent people. Mm -hmm. And not, like, because uh, we are secretive or anything, but we're just very independent and... On on our on the airplane to our honeymoon was the first time we ever told each Careful. other how much money we had. What? Yeah. Um, so, and I had spent all of my money <laughs> on, on our wedding, and her parents were her parents were incredibly generous. My parents were incredibly generous, but when I, we got married, I was twenty one. Uh, I was barely 21 and she was 23. And 
so we did not have like a lot of money and yeah. uh it was it was pretty hilarious to be like so we're on our way to our honeymoon how much money do you have and she had a little bit more than me but not anything to write home about and i was like i have as much money as we got at our money dance (laughs) (laughs) that's all the money i have anything that you have in your purse right now that's how much money i have um but yeah we our wedding was amazing and um we had we had so many just all of our friends it was just everybody we loved was was there which is what made it great it was freaking hot as crap. And it was a fun wedding. I remember. Yeah, I was there. You were there. Great times. And um, there was a few little things that, that stood out to me that are really, really fun. The first starts with um, booze, which is fun because this podcast is kind of like focused on beer. Right. We get some. Yeah. So I drink beer. I come from a family who drinks alcohol. I come from a family of people from a small town who are very comfortable with alcohol and use it. And uh, so Amy's family, Amy, my wife, drinks. She's adapted, and she enjoys to have adult beverages. The rest of her family does not do that. They're... uh, a little more on the conservative side of things. Yeah. So, when it was time for wedding planning, and Amy's dad graciously sat us down and said, this is how much money I'm going to give you for your wedding, which was beyond gracious of him. Did not deserve it and didn't expect it, but he, he contributed greatly to our wedding day the one thing he said was you can't have alcohol at your wedding. And it was oh. a it was a long weekend conversation. There, there was alcohol at your wedding. <laughs> there was alcohol at my wedding, which means I won. <laughs> but here's how I won. Is I won by saying it would be worse for there to not be alcohol because there's a bunch of Holmans coming to this wedding. And I promise you, they're going to drink. And if they bring their own stuff, it will be worse. Yep. I promise. And it took a few days of convincing where I was just like, I hear what you're saying. I'm not trying to overstep your boundaries. I don't want you to be uncomfortable. I promise you, if all of my cowboy cousins bring their own whiskey, (laughs) this will be worse than if we just have beer and wine right. at the wedding. Right, right. So we settled on beer and wine and that he wouldn't pay for any of it. Right. I agree. I think that was, I mean, I totally get it. That's great. I don't expect somebody who doesn't drink or understand alcohol, who's pretty, honestly, pretty against it. I was like, yeah, I understand. I'm not expecting you to buy it's like all my the alcohol. Fa- it's like my family. So, yeah, you. so you understand. So what was fantastically horrible was that the place we got married made a mistake so what we agreed to was that there would be beer and wine and that it would be a cash bar so you got to buy your own drinks and they messed up 
and they did full bar, and they <laughs> gave away all the beer and wine, <laughs> which is awesome for great. me. Yeah. Awesome for me and my buddies. Yeah, I had a great time. Pretty hilarious for my in-laws and their side of the family. That was like, I told them that it would be cash bar and it would be only beer and wine. And it was open. I mean, it, was, it was essentially open bar. It was, it was open season. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, like, I don't know. I would say five minutes into the reception, all of my groomsmen had Long Island iced teas. Yeah. <laughs> That's I was how like, we holy crap. Uh, this is going to be crazy. Um, and it really wasn't. No, I mean, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a crazy event, but it was, no. it was amazing. But the booze thing is a funny aspect of weddings. Yeah. If you have, if you have two very different families. Yeah. Our buddy Trav had a real good time at your wedding. He was doing great. Um, we didn't have any alcohol at our wedding. Zero. Except the toasts. And I don't know if my family even knows this. The toasts were champagne on the on the wedding party table. So Amy and I were drinking champagne. Love that. Nobody else was. Love it. It's great. Yeah. Love it. Um, any other like do you have any like you know, did you have a bachelor party, any of that stuff? Like I know there's you know, there's a I, lot of stereotypes best... that go with that. Oh like... my gosh. There's so much so I was coming out of Bible college, and so that was all my buddies, like that were in my wedding. Were Bible college buddies pretty much. Um, I, I had one guy that flew down from Oregon, but which is where I grew up, uh, and everybody else was Bible college. So our Bible college, obviously, were pretty conservative. No one got crazy. Um, there was dancing. We had to get. There was dancing at the at the wedding. Uh, which my mother-in-law was like, Andrew, you're, there's going to be dancing at your wedding. Yes. It's going to be a celebration and a party. You got to get over it. I was like, okay, Margaret. Um, as far as the bachelor party, we went, I don't even remember what the restaurant was called. It was like, it wasn't great. It, like, we hung out at a restaurant, and then we went to somebody's house and did the most Bible college thing ever, and they, like, prayed for me for, like, 15 minutes, and then that was it. Yep. Um, groomsmen gifts. I did... Uh, I forgot about this until recently. I had made um, or ordered custom-made irons, like... A, like I'm gonna brand something with an iron. Oh wow! So e- each of my groomsmen got the letter of their last name with a branding iron. So you could use it like on stakes or children if they misbehave or whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, I know That's that very some of unique. them, some of them use it like they would use it on wood. They would like burn their initial into stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, as a whole, the wedding ceremony was pretty short. I do remember that, um, 
Amy laughed pretty much the whole wedding ceremony. Like she was just laughing. She was just joyful, which is great. And then she tried to she tried to leave, like turn around and walk off. Um, as soon as he pronounced us husband and wife, uh, she's like, "All right, ready, ready to leave." And I was like, "I had to tell her, aim." I gotta kiss you first. Kiss. She goes, "Oh, she totally part. forgot about it." Yeah, my big moment. Um, yeah, I don't. What did you do for your bachelor party? Um, mine was uh, pretty low key. Uh, the, I you know I have, you know I had a handful of guys from Spokane in my wedding, and I had a handful of guys from down in Clarkston. So, I didn't do anything like weeks before which is kind of yeah. seem seems to be becoming more of the norm yeah of like we're gonna do a weekend thing yeah uh which is totally fun i'm down for those i'm down to go camping and that kind of stuff but i just wanted all my boys to be there and one of my best buds uh the same guy we were talking about earlier Corey. uh at the time he lived in new york and so I was like, this is the only weekend he's going to be here, and I want him to be right. here. So right. we had our rehearsal, and then afterwards, the boys went to one of my favorite restaurants here in town, which is a hot wing place called Flamin' Joe's. And we went there and had hot wings, and it was really fun because they're kind of you know, as any hot wing places, they're like, we have right. the hottest, we have the hottest wings. Right. Like, There's a little co competitive nature built yeah, in. Yeah, you, you'll die. If you eat these, you'll die. And yeah. uh, we had Death two, wings. There was two guys there who decided to, to try to do their, like, wing challenge at the place. Uh, do I know was, them? You do. Uh, Travis them, and Kyle? Not Travis, actually, ironically. Oh. But of course, Kyle. Yeah. And then my other buddy, Adam. And Adam handled it like he had eaten those wings a thousand times. They did not face him at all. Yeah. He was like, these wings are really hot. But he didn't cry or snot yeah. or anything. Yeah. He was completely fine. Uh, I, would, I would venture to say it ruined Kyle's weekend. <laughs> uh, he... He was in the bathroom at the restaurant so long that we considered leaving without him. Uh, uh, the next day at the wedding, he did not have a single beer. He did not have a single Long Island iced tea. He only drank water, and he could not wait to go home because those wings messed him up so bad. <laughs> now it is very funny. In the moment, I felt funny. really, I felt really bad for him, and uh, but it was it was great. And then after that, we just went back to um, one of my buddy's houses that uh, that he like let us. Amy and I used their house because, like I said, we had no family in Spokane, so we we had all this family in town. So we had like a few family things that we did over the weekend, which was a fun addition to our wedding but we asked our friends if we could borrow their house and then we put them up in a hotel for the whole weekend so that we could nice have like a home base so all the guys went back to the house and we had a campfire and had a keg of beer and we just chilled by the fire all night there's was, there was probably like 10 of us and 
and nice. they bought me they bought me a really really nice golf bag, which I didn't know that was a thing that like groomsmen should do or did. Like they just bought me this awesome gift, and I was like, dang, these guys are nice. Um, I bought a keg of beer. That was the first time I'd ever bought a keg for my groomsmen. Turns out you don't need a full keg. That's a ton of beer. <laughs> I had, I mean, we drank it like we were trying to kill it and didn't even touch half of it. Um, it took, like I texted, once we got back from our honeymoon, I texted everybody I knew. It was like, if you have growlers, come to my house right now. Right. And I will fill it with beer for free because we were just, I was just worried it was going to go bad. Um, yeah. So a full keg is a ton. You don't need a full keg for 10 guys. I feel. Did I come up that night? I'm just having this vague memory. I'm Whose sure house you, did we stay? I'm sure Whose you house invited. did we stay in? Uh, it was at uh, Eric and Cammy's house. Yeah. Yeah, I totally came up for the I'm night. Sh- I'm sure you were there. But I'm trying to figure out, because I came up for the night, but then I know that Amy came up with me. So I think I came up. Did I drive all the way back down and then drive back up with Amy? Oof. I had other things on my mind. I'm not sure. I rem- Yeah, I have, you don't need to remember that. I have a faint memory of you being there, though. Yeah, I wasn't there for the early festi- festivities, because I, but I do remember I did for sure. I stayed in Eric and Cammy's house that night. I remember that. Anyway, uh, that's cool. I um, I didn't. So we got married pretty young. Both of us did. I was twenty two. You're twenty one. I did. When I was in Bible college, so obviously Bible college, not a lot of drinkers there. Um, some, but we had to sign a contract saying that we wouldn't drink. So it's a bunch if, of you liars. Were in, if you were enrolled in drinking, you, you were breaking contract. I didn't. <laughs> I, I was honest. I kept contract all the way until I, after I graduated. Way to um, go. Yeah, you know what I do. But... I remember um, there's a kind of a side gig that I did from time to time where I valet parked at a golf course just because I had no money and I had some friends that that's what they did on a regular basis. So when there was going to be a wedding or a bigger event and they needed some extra guys, if they were short, they would call me up. And I remember uh, I remember parking cars and then you know getting the car back out for them after the wedding. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of watch as the night went on from a distance because we're in the parking lot, but you see glimpses of the wedding and you can see how it's progressing. And I was very sheltered and naive and I was shocked. I was shocked how incredibly drunk the bride and groom almost always got at those. Yeah. And I didn't, in my mind, I was like, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. Like, their their night is ruined. Like, their wedding night 
is destroyed. They're not going to remember it. And if they do, it's going to be with them, like, puking in their toilet, wherever they're at. Like, and it just, gosh, I thought, that sounds horrible. That sounds horrible. Still does today. Yeah. Yeah, it's a thin, it's a thin line, you know, of, like, we're having a good time, and then can very very quickly turn into oh boy yeah we had a blast we i feel like amy and i really uh really crushed it we had plenty of drinks at our wedding Mm -hmm. and then still had a lovely evening and then later in the night we ordered papa john's and had it delivered and we ate pizza (laughs) it was really awesome it was fantastic that's quite the way to finish the evening. I mean, honestly, it's the it's there's nothing more like us than to be like, you want a pizza? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Very fun. Uh, weddings are, you know, the biggest the biggest most important day of your life. They say, uh, if I could do it all over again, I would care way less about it because mm. I, I think in the moment it feels like this is it and yeah. now seven years into it I'm no expert but I'm like oh it really is like the beginning yep it, it, it really feels I mean hindsight feels like it was us opening a book that we had no idea what was about to happen so yeah. I wish I wish I would have been I mean being engaged sucks in my opinion. Yeah. Um how long were you guys engaged? We were engaged for 6 months. Yeah, that's what we Um what sucks about it for, for what sucked about it for us was that it we fought and argued more in those 6 months than any other time in our in our relationship. Um up to that point, we've had some real bangers since then. The, <sighs> but at the time, we we all of a sudden it was like the first time that there had been like real pressure yeah. on our relationship, and so we argued a lot. And maybe that's part of the process is like you learn you're you're learning like this is what it feels like to like make your yeah. parents frustrated with you or to have to talk about money. In like a really yeah. weird, in like a really not weird, but like a really serious way, and uh, the thing that I wish I would have done would—I I wish I would have known at the time that wedding day is way different than marriage. Yes, and wedding day is not the finish line. It is not. It's not the finish line, and it's like barely the starting line it's just a party along the way i would maybe argue that like two year anniversary is when you're like oh we're married now (laughs) uh yeah so i mean it was beautiful it was amazing amy just looked like the bet i mean she just it was incredible it was everything that she wanted and um totally checked everything off the box and it was awesome or you know did all the things that she wanted to do, I guess. And, but man, if I could do it over again, I would probably be like, we should spend a quarter of this money 
Um, not that that's all about money, but we just felt this pressure to like put on this big thing. And now I'm like, what a waste of just energy and planning and resources. It's just like, man, we could have just got together with our families and had like a beautiful night. And then we would be in the same place we are right now. (laughs) Right. Right. You know, so it's a weird thing, but what a good time. Weddings are weird. They're super weird. It's interesting to think about weddings and how they've shifted and changed, you know, over time. Yeah. I think you go way, way back into like, you know, history, history, where, you know, arranged marriages. And then the, it's like the, the arranged marriages. So you're meeting really your spouse for the first time. Right. Or like getting to know them more than just like in passing. Yeah. And then the wedding itself wasn't just a couple hours. It was like weeks or like a week. Yep. So extended time in the wedding party like that. It's wild. It's wild to think about how much it's shifted and changed and in different cultures, you know, they, they do it differently, but, um, no, you're absolutely right. The wedding, the wedding is just a party. It's just a celebration and it's a moment that you're, you know, obviously you're, you're verbally, out loud committing to one another. Yep. But you do that every single day the rest of your life. At least you should be. Like you're gonna have like to that, Yeah. That's it's a one time decision, but it's a decision that you're making every single day the rest of your life. Probably multiple times a day the rest of your life. And the wedding itself is in hindsight, you're like, man, I put way too much on way too much weight on the, you know, the perfection of it yep. rather than recognizing it for what it is, which truly it's just a celebration. It's just a party. Yep. So that's always what I tell, you know, the couples that I try to, I try to do premarital counseling as much as possible, which I always tell them I'm not a counselor, so it's not really premarital counseling. It's just premarital meetings. But, um, if you can envision the wedding as just a step to something the the whole goal of this is not to get to the wedding the goal of all of this is to have a healthy relationship in your marriage right. moving forward that's the goal so i don't really i don't really care a whole lot about the wedding i care about the relationship and if too much pressure and weight is put on the wedding i think then it the relationship suf- suffers totally i had um i found this out later but i think it's fantastic my father-in-law day of the wedding went to Amy, my Amy and said, it's not too late. I love you. I love drew. But if you, if you have any doubts at all, this is your last opportunity. Wow. And and I will give it to you. Like I will, you could say, you could say whatever and just disappear. And I will handle, I will handle everything. So he gave her a last out. Um, and I think that I think that that is actually incredibly valuable. Um, the more I've I've never been offended by that at all, like because there's no doubt uh, Amy kind of laughed at it like, "Dad, come on. No, I've decided this is, this is what I want right. Um, 
but I think I think it's important to recognize that once you step through that moment, that that's a decision you make or should or hopefully make forever, yeah. right? So it truly was, and that, I think that's what he was trying to point to is after you do this, there is no, there is no more right. escape from Andrew. Wow. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah. That's no. crazy. Um, it, it, let's, let's wrap this up. If you, you're a married man, you've been married for almost 17 years. You just said, um, yep. Yep. I'm a married man who's a decade behind you. But, um, if anyone's listening, who's like, you know, I'm thinking about getting married or I am married, mm. uh, name one thing they should read that you, one, oh, one Andrew Powell recommendation, um, not something that you hand out. I mean, you do a lot of weddings, like you said. You officiate yeah. a lot of weddings because you're a minister. Uh, but what would you say is a is something that you've read, whether it's a book or a or maybe something you listen to, uh, a podcast or an interview or something that that you would say before you get married or if you're married, regardless, this will make this will make you better at being married. What would you say? Um, man, there's that's a decent list and honestly it kind of depends on the couple and what they're sure <laughs> some of the challenges that they're faced with um there's a so one of the things that i go through with my premarital's it's called save your marriage before it starts yep and it is there is a book and it's a it's a good book um there's also an assessment that i take through take every couple through and it helps for me it helps kind of point out what they what maybe I should focus on throughout our meetings um, for them it it's what I've what I've learned is people always enjoy learning more about themselves <laughs> um, and it's but it's good it's good to be able to learn about yourself as well as the the person that you're going to be spending the rest of your life with um, a non like just straight marriage because there's a ton of marriage books out there. Um, one that's a little bit different uh, comes at it from a different angle. It's called Enemies of the Heart. It's by Andy Stanley. Um, and really, the mentality of it is the vast majority of marriage issues are not actually about the marriage, but individual problems that surface because of the marriage. Mm -hmm. So enemies of the heart deals with some of those things that get covered up and some of those things that get ignored um, that we should be dealing with if we want to improve, if we want to grow individually. Um, and like I said, so if, if our marriage is stronger because you have two individuals that are actually taking care of themselves <clears throat> and trying to grow in a healthy direction, then you actually have to do some soul searching first. So, Enemies of the Heart by Andy Stanley is a great, great uh, first step there. But my, I always, um, that's kind of always on the reading list. And then also, like I said, Save Your Marriage Before It Starts. But I could go down. I know that you have, you've got a couple too um, or that you probably have to suggest. Nah, not really. I don't really believe in reading. Stop it. No, I'm just kidding. I have tons of books. I mean, the, the the only thing I would tell and do tell to any of my friends who are getting married 
is um, every thought that you have is selfish and your marriage yeah. is about to reveal it. Yep. Um, every, I mean, I'm only, our, like I said, our seventh, seven year anniversary is coming up. And in the last seven years, the common denominator is that I care about myself more than I care about anybody else. And all it yep. does is make my life more difficult. Yep. I'm I, selfish. <clears throat> but we all are. That's that's human nature. That's what we do. Um, we that's care about us first. And so that's why, I mean, that's why marriage is so hard. Because it's a constant decision to put somebody else in front of yourself and meet their needs and their desires and wants before your own. Even if you can justify, even if they don't deserve it, all the thing, like all that stuff, yeah. and still, in spite of that, um, you know, if you're a Jesus follower, you'd say, "Well, Jesus paid the price for us when we didn't deserve it," and that's supposed to be the example. Yeah. Uh, if you're not a Jesus follower, that's fine. You don't need to be. This is this is a route that if you implement some of the some of the ideas here, you will find that your marriage. Um, is stronger if yeah. you prioritize the other person rather than trying to defend yourself in your own perspective. Right. And any, even, I mean, b even any relationship, I mean, friendship yeah. is the same way. I say, so you, you, you said it was marriage. Uh, marriage is the first. And then the second, the second step in there is when you have kids mm -hmm. is when you find out how selfish you really are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're no longer deciding what's best for me. You're deciding what's best for we. And that other other person in there may shift what is best for you. Right. Which is often painful. Yeah. <laughs> and at the and same wonderful. time. At the same time. <laughs> uh, I mean, I really mean this. I know that a lot of people sugarcoat this and make it sound all pretty and have Instagrams about how just awesome their lives are, but being married is the most fun thing I've ever done. <laughs> it really is. Yep. Um, it's also the worst thing I've ever signed up for because I didn't know what I was signing up for, but it is the most fun thing I do is be married. Yeah. It's really, yep. really fun. You can do anything. Like, you want to go on a trip? Let's go on a trip. We can decide. We're in charge. We can do whatever we want. It's awesome. Yep. Very cool. Yep. Marriage is fun. Yeah. Make sure <laughs> make sure you choose wisely. Yeah, get, <laughs> get married to someone named Amy. They're cool. Yeah, apparently that works out. Uh, that's another thing my father-in-law used to say to his daughters, like almost every day growing up, is two most important decisions you'll ever make. The decision you make about Jesus, what you think, who he is, and the decision that you make about who you marry. Yeah. Yep. Imagine if your true. name was Jesus. That would be crazy. <laughs> that would complicate things. That would throw, throw a wrench in there. That's funny. Um, cool. You feel good? Cool, cool. I do. I do. I need to go to bed. Me too. This is a late one. Yeah. Yeah. We did it, though. Thanks to everybody who listened. Thanks for making it through. We appreciate you. Don't forget to email us at... Uh, Imperial Podcasters yep. at gmail.com. Uh, first person to email us, we will find a way to get you beer. I don't exactly know what that looks like yet, but we will figure it out. And I promise yeah. it will not be Michelob Ultra. It'll be 
better than that. Um, <laughs> but we appreciate you. Um, thumbs up us on whatever platform you're listening on. And uh, more to come. Yep. Yep. All right. All right. Cheers to you, my well, friend. Cheers to you. Cheers to everyone. Have a have, Yep. Cheers. Have, happy holidays. <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. Uh, all right. Later. Bye.